0: when you hold on to the promise and you see the fulfillment of that promise, then it is a tree of life. It will change your world. It will cause that faith that's way down here to suddenly just explode in your life because now you've got an understanding that what God has promised, He will bring to pass in your life. the Lord. I just want to say thank you for joining us today. I've entitled today's message God's Appointment and the scripture comes from Ecclesiastes 7 and 14 and it reads like this, in the day of prosperity be joyful but in the day of adversity consider surely God has appointed the one as well as the other so that man can find out nothing that will come after him. So, if we go back up to the first part, it says, in the day of prosperity, be joyful. I think that's going to be sort of easy to do, is to be joyful in the day of prosperity. Things are going good. God is blessing you. You know, you've got the desire of your heart. You're, you're prospering spiritually. You're prospering financially. And so, during that time, it's easy to be joyful, But then he goes on to say, but in the day of adversity, consider in other words, he's saying, when you're facing adversity, I want you to think about this. I want you to consider this. He says, surely God has appointed the one as well as the other. So God has appointed those days of prosperity. He's appointed those days of joyfulness. He's appointed those days when it feels like things are just going right with you and God. But he has also appointed the days of adversity. And I think sometimes we make a mistake because we don't understand that. Often when adversity comes, we think, God, are you mad at me? Lord, have I done something wrong? And so, but God says, no, I've appointed the one as well as the other. I've appointed the days of prosperity, and I have also appointed the days of adversity. In the um, New King James Version, in First in Peter 4 and 12, it says, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing has happened to you. He says, but rejoice in the extent that you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may be glad with exceeding joy. In the Amplified, it reads, Beloved, do not be amazed and bewildered by the fiery ordeal which is taking place to test your quality. In other words, he's saying, I'm doing something here. During those days of adversity is when... Our faith grows, when God teaches us that, that patience and the, the ability to hold on to the promises of God. And that happens during those times of adversity. He says, but do not be amazed and be bewildered at the fiery ordeal which is trying to take place to, to test your quality as though something strange, unusual, and alien to you or your position were befalling you. But insofar as you are sharing Christ's sufferings, he says rejoice, so that when his glory, the full radiance and splendor is revealed, you may also rejoice with triumph, amen. So we understand that diamonds are created through pressure. You take a lump of coal and after thousands or millions of years, that lump of coal will um, turn into a diamond through the pressure that it goes through and in the natural we also understand that muscles are built through resistance if you I mean it's it's nice and it's wonderful to sit there on the couch eating eating cake or pie or cookies I Man, that and that's comfortable but we also know that that's not going to build any muscles to us we have to have that resistance in order to build those muscles and so the same thing is true in our spirit. We have to face those days of adversity in order for us to grow strong in the Lord. In Psalms 105 and 19 it says, Until the time that his word came to pass, the word of the Lord testing him tested him. And this is it in this particular scripture he's talking about joseph and if we know the story of joseph we know that when he was a young man that god had given him a promise that that the people that his his family his mom and dad would even come to a point that they would bow down to him but then we also know the story where his brothers took him through him into a pit, and from there he went to Potiphar's house, and from there he went to a prison, and then after a period of time he finally ended up in a palace, and he was next in power to the king. And it says from from the time that he received the word that he was that this was going to happen to them, to him till the time that it actually took place where he was second in command in the palace, it says that the word of the Lord tested him. So what that means is from the time that we receive a promise or the from the time that we claim a promise from the Lord, time will sometimes will take place. Now I believe in miracles and I believe miracles they can happen sometimes suddenly, but oftentimes we see healings and, and promises that we're holding on to don't happen immediately. But it's during that waiting time, it's during that that period of time from the time you receive it to the time that we uh, uh, receive the promise to the time that we, we, we receive it, that time that goes by will test us. Amen. But God wasn't mad at Joseph because the promise took time in his life. But it took the trials and tests that he went through to mold him and make him into the person he needed to be in order to be a ruler in the land. We, we know that if you have a battery, it takes positives and negatives to produce power. And that's what we want is the power of God working in our lives. Proverbs 13 to 12 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Now, I understand this scripture. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Um, I remember, if you know my testimony, many years ago, my husband and I were wanting to have a child. And it was 12 years before we actually had a baby. You know, and I know what it's like to hope for a child and hope and hope and hope, and, you know, days and months and years go by and you and you don't have that child. You, you're hoping for it. You're praying for that child. And hope deferred makes the heart sick. I know what it's like to not even want to hope because I didn't want to hurt. I didn't want to be disappointed. I know what it feels like for hope to be deferred and to make the heart sick. But this I also understand this second part of that verse where it says but when the desire comes it is a tree of life when you hold on to the promise and you see the fulfillment of that promise then it is a tree of life it will change your world it will cause that faith that's way down here to suddenly just explode in your life because now you've got an understanding that what God has promised he will bring to pass in your life Proverbs 24 and 14 says, if you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. We need to understand that sometimes we do fail, and God knows that we fail. But he says, if we fail, that our strength is small. We haven't faced that adversity to a point that it has strengthened our faith. And that's what we need to understand, that that is what God is doing in in our life, is that he's building us, he's strengthening us. In Luke 22, in verse 31, it talks about um, just before Jesus was crucified on the cross. And, and Jesus is talking to Simon Peter. And, and says, in verse 31, it says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. But he said to him, Lord, I'm ready to go with you both to the prison and to death. Then he said, I will tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny me three times that you you know me. And so at this certain point of time in Peter's life, he was a disciple. He had saw Jesus do many, many miracles. He saw Jesus walk on the water. He saw the blind see. He saw the, the, the dumb speak, speak and the deaf to hear. He had seen all the many miracles that Jesus had done. He was part of the, of those that were on the Mount of Transfiguration. And so in Peter's mind, he thought, I will stand for the Lord. I, I, I would die for him. And he actually really thought that he had the strength in order to do that. But we know if you read on in the scripture, you find out that Peter denied the Lord. He did not have that strength. He thought that he could, but he could not even stand when, when he was being um questioned about did he even know the lord he did not even have the strength to do that but also if you read on in, in the second book of acts you find where peter after the day of pentecost he received the the infilling of the spirit of god and once he received that the bible said that he had the boldness to stand before a crowd of people and preach the word of god and i believe that's important to having that strength is that we have the spirit of god dwelling on the inside of us in Romans 5 and 1 it says therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God now, I understand that scripture. It says, rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So I understand that we have something to rejoice in because we have hope. We know that we're going to heaven. We know that we'll we'll see the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's true. If, if you're saved, then you know that you're going to heaven and that you'll see the Lord. And so we can rejoice in hope of the glory of God. But now the second sentence is, reads a little different. He says, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Now, if, if it stopped right there, I'd have to say, you know, Paul, you're, you're messing up really bad right here. Um, I don't know anything glorious about tribulations. Tribulations are not fun. They don't feel good. They're painful. Sometimes they hurt. And so what are you talking about? We glory in tribulations. But he goes on to say, knowing that, Tribulation produces perseverance. In other words, he's saying, I can glory in tribulations because I have the knowledge that going through the tribulation produces perseverance. And I think the King James says patience. And there's another scripture that says, in your patience possess ye your souls. That patience is important in our lives. It goes on to say, And perseverance character and character hope now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given unto us so we understand that it's a process I'm going through tribulation but I have the knowledge that this tribulation is producing perseverance, it's producing patience, and that patience is producing character, and eventually that character is producing hope in our life. If you understand the story of David, you know, before David faced, faced Goliath, it says that he had faced a bear and he had faced a lion. He had he had defeated that bear and he had, he had defeated that lion. Now at the time that he was going through it, I'm sure that was not a joyful ex- experience. It may have been a little bit fearful but he went through it and now that he's gone through something he now has that hope he now has that confidence that when he faced Goliath when he faced that giant he now knew that he was able to overcome the enemy he knew that the giant that he faced was was just a small little item in, in comparison to the God that he served he knew the God that he served was awesome and that he was greater than this giant and so now that he had persevered now that he had gone through some things he was now confident to face that giant in the um in the amplified it reads it reads therefore since we are justified acquitted declared righteous and given a right standing with god through faith let us grasp the fact that we Have the peace of reconciliation to hold on to, enjoy peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. Through him also we have access, entrance, and introduction by faith into this grace, state of God's favor in which we firmly and safely stand. And let us rejoice and exalt in hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. He says, moreover, let us be full of joy now. Let us exalt and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patience and unswerving endurance. And endurance, fortitude, develops maturity of character, approved faith, and tried integrity. And character of this sort produces the habit of joyful and confident hope, of eternal salvation. Amen. In 1 Peter 5, it says, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. He says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. In other words, don't don't think it's strange. Everybody's going through trials. Everybody goes through tests. Scripture says that it rains on the just and on the unjust. But we have this knowledge of the word of God that God is bringing us through. He says, but may the God of all grace, who has called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered, After you have gone through adversity, after you have gone through these things, he says, after you have suffered a while, he will perfect, establish, strengthen, and sell you. There's another scripture that says that the trying of your faith is much more precious than gold that perishes. Because when it's tried in the fire, it becomes purified. It becomes something of value. And he says that that is precious in his sight. James 1 and 2 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing, in other words, you have the knowledge that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work in you, that you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing. God does not want you to have lack in your spiritual life for anything. And I'll conclude with this. In, in Isaiah 40 and 31, it says, "But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint." Amen. You have a purpose and a calling in your life. God desires good things for you, for His children, and it takes both the positives and the negatives in our life to produce that power, to produce that endurance. Amen, God bless you.